Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. Man, talk about a week. What a week. What a crazy, psychotic week. Woke up today. It suddenly <laughs> woke up today, very early morning, and began a textual uh, communication back and forth with a very solemn Dave Cullinane. Uh, and then uh, and then went outside this morning, getting ready to, for my show. Suddenly, it's 53 degrees. Everything's melted. There's cascading water running down our driveway. because We can drive up the side that's yep. the kid's sledding hill again all of a sudden. Exactly. So. All sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and then, of course, an hour before my show or so, uh, I get a call from Dave's phone, which I figure is probably the call. <laughs> the call, because I knew it would say Dave's name um, if, if he called. <clears throat> and... Uh, And, um, well, there we go. I guess, well, I guess, uh, should we start with this or no? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Get it out of the way. Okay. So, um. Give the people what they I want. I am a, I am a, uh, the author of a dishonest publicity stunt. Yeah, I did not know this. Correct. Either. I am also not victimized For her own safety. This. She was not informed. <laughs> Alice, you know the business I'm in. For her own safety, she was not informed. So, um, yesterday... As you remember, we talked about getting Fred Couples in the show. I said that I booked Fred Couples in the show uh, because I knew a guy who yada yada. So anyway, I just assumed that you actually booked right. somebody named Fred Couples, and I was like, okay, I guess I guess I'm gonna go research golfers now. Like, right, and it came to me because uh, you guys know that I'm I'm friends with Dave Colony, and I listen to the yeah, I listen to the uh, Kirk Minahan podcast. I'm a very very big fan of it. I love it, as a matter of fact, and. Uh, And he's Dave, the producer, Cullinane, who used to be Jerry's producer, who I've crossed paths with just for years in one studio or another over there. Good guy. 
And Dave had been under the gun to, to book pro golfer Fred Couples, who Kirk Minahan has a very emotional attachment to, was really a big fan of, and it means a lot to him. And he's been hammering Dave for do, to try to do it, try to do it, try to do it. To do it, Dave doesn't even be able to do it right. It's a big get. I mean, it's like getting a pro baseball player, really. It's like a big thing. And and so I, I, he was I, yesterday I was reading Dave's posts about Fred Couples and this and that. About, and it's been a narration, a narrative, that if Dave doesn't get Fred Couples by the end of February, that he's going to get fired. That, okay. that Kirk will fire him. So I was watching one, looking at one of Dave's posts yesterday, and I thought, wouldn't it be incredible if I booked Fred Couples out of nowhere? It would be a direct stick it to Dave. It would make him look terrible, and be a just, and there'd be a chance. I thought to myself, there'd be a chance that Kirk <laughs> could explode on him during the show. So that, but and you know, your publicity stunts well, are not remarkable for the how dignified they are. No, <laughs> this is Craven. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. And so, so the idea is that somehow they talk about it, and somehow this gives me more. Because the only reason why it would be brought up that, just to be clear here, why it would be horrifying for Dave if you booked Fred Couples is because, is you know, because the idea is that our show is awful, right? Like, well, isn't that the but our implication? Well, that our show is a much smaller show that our brand versus Minahan's brand is a much smaller mm-hmm. brand. It's not that it's awful. It's that it's also nothing about golf. I, I don't know anything about golf. You don't even you never even heard that name before. No. It, it, but so the idea that we could I could on a whim book Fred Couples when they, somebody with a small show with nobody with with no golf knowledge. I just walk in and scoop Dave. Mm-hmm. That's an absolute. That would yeah. make Dave look so damn <laughs> bad. Yeah, but it also makes you look a little bit pathetic. Oh yeah, but that's, the, not, that's <laughs> I mean, not the point just to here. Say, I'm just saying. So, so I thought about it yesterday, and I said, okay, uh, let me look up this guy. I thought first of all of really pitching him. I thought should I just pitch this guy? And then I find out that his former caddy it was one of the Google search reviews. Former caddy is from Connecticut. And then I said, that's it. That's all I need. This is gonna. This is gonna. This is gonna do it. So, so you realize that you realize that while it would be fun to book him, it would be easier to just not book him and say that you had booked him. Oh, of course, and because he, uh-huh. uh, because the caddies from Connecticut, I get the, that's the TIC connection that gives it a kernel of truth. Because those guys would be like, who the, how the hell did he even possibly get him? Why would the Fred? Why would the pro golfer that they've never met, met, met talked about, have the uh, you know, be on that show for their 500th uh, anniversary just makes no sense. <laughs> it's really just a stick and a nephew to Dave. He, he and I stick it to each other in social media, just having fun constantly. Now, I was a little concerned because Kirk can be very volatile. He's got an army of dedicated people, uh, followers, the Minifans. Um, and yeah, you never know. This is tampering in his world now. I'm officially tampering in... In the in the Kirk family business a little bit here, but I thought it was too good to resist to not to not let Dave think that I had booked him, and which is why I left some information just for inside the show because I figured that some of the Minifans listen to us too, so that's why I mentioned the TIC connection etc. during the show last the in the first few minutes because I figured that means that organically some Minifans who also listen to us 
are going to hear that and get back to Dave with it. Say, oh, no, I listened. They actually know somebody. Well, and, yeah, because I believed you. Well, you believe me, right. <clears throat> but also... <clears throat> I mean, I don't know that Fred Couples is like uh, that so, big a deal. <clears throat> but that was the key. <clears throat> once, the, once that seed was planted and there was, then, then we were good to go. So anyway... So anyway, Dave last night goes to bed thinking we booked Fred Couples, which is a mean thing to. That's to very do. unkind. Of course, it's very unkind. But I mean, Alice, somebody had to do it if you have the opportunity, and I was in a position to be able to do it. And I figured that it could go a few ways. That that uh, that either they're somehow it worms out good, they're pleased, or or I assumed Kirk would just totally just blow it off, because I think Kirk, and you could tell by this, would say, "Oh, that's Shattuck." Desperately trying to get from some love from the Kirk Minahan show. Yes. Using this even self-abasing love. Yes. Uh, it's funny because I don't really consider it that. I'm so used to being self-debasing that I don't even like. I didn't even notice like that I'd done anything. <laughs> it's like weirdly degrading, but different strokes for different folks, so, I guess. So. So I, I think that he was like, no way, no way. But I think Dave's actual worrying made Kirk wonder. Wait a second, is this possibly true? Do you think Dave put on some of his worrying to try and get Kirk to call you as a favor think, to you? I think this morning Dave was very dis- I think Dave when Dave was reaching out to me this morning by text, he was doing everything he could to try to get me to crack, to try to get me to say, "Oh, dude, I was just messing around." Because I think this morning he was actually worried and before the show worried. So he was sending me kind of cryptic notes this morning and meant to get me to try to say and in in those notes I I mentioned the Connecticut too. So now I was kind of locked in for this morning. So then, so then I you cleared your schedule for your minute. So then I thought I thought at that point like there's a chance that Dave, who now seems convinced that I'm really getting Fred couples, there's a chance that somehow that makes Kirk think that I'm going to get Fred couples. So they go on the show and they start talking about it. It comes up. Clemmer, of course, is there. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it comes up, and so now Kirk is. Angry, and he tells Dave that I better not. It better not be true that he's certainly going to be fired. It better not be true that Tom Shattuck has booked this guy who Kirk has been pining after. And so, so, um, so then, uh, and so then my phone rings as I'm sitting here. By the way, new merch is in. Mm -hmm. Alice looks great. Step on wife shirt. This is the uh, uh, give me your Napoleon shirt. Um. So anyway, Kirk calls this morning live to tape that's uh, live during the show, and it went like this, and it was it was very it was it was very funny. But I'll let me where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Hey, well, is it is uh, so? Colinane's not sure, uh, and I made it clear on the show here two minutes ago. Uh, I'll I'll end your marriage. I will kill all the animals, and I will kill one of your kids if you have Fred Couples on your. On, that I'll, I'll, and that's and this is not real, right? <laughs> What the hell's going on? Hey, by the way, nice talking to you. Hello. Are, are you going to have? I will. I you will live the rest of your life, and I will tie your hands together. Wait, he's he's already killed you in this, right? Oh, no, he, he ended your marriage. Okay, so that ends. And I like how he says <laughs> he is not just going to kill some of the animals; he's going to kill all the animals. But only one kid. Right, but only one kid, which is not bad. Actually. Your life a retractor if you have. Fred <laughs> on the show. Well, the situation obviously just rapidly changed. I guess. <clears throat> I don't even know what to t- talk is, to the guy about. To be honest, is this real or no? Are you just f-ing around? if you're f-ing around? It's very funny. But you actually do you actually have him on coming on your show? Uh, his his caddy is from New Hampshire. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Connecticut. Well, his old caddy. You're talking about Joel Acava. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, well, how do you know Joe LaCava? He's a TIC guy. He's from, um, from, um, what, 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 from uh, you put, Newtown. I know where he's from. You- now, at this point, I believe Kirk is starting to buy in that it's possible, somehow <laughs> possible, that this is true. Now, but at the same time, and that's a dreadful thing for Dave, and he, he killed it. But at the same time, I also believe that he's starting to become amused that that this stick it to his producer is actually it's taking shape as a, as a real thing. You think I don't know where Joe Cobb's from? I took a picture with him in front of the Springsteen concert in Albany. I talked to him for 20 minutes. <laughs> why am I getting yelled at, for Christ's sakes? What did I do wrong? Because you know I want to have, you know why I want to have Fred Couples on the show. Stop f***ing around. Don't be an asshole. It has nothing to do with this. Just stick it to Dave, for Christ's sake. You and I have no problem. We well, we're, 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 we're going to. Well, we're going to. We're about to. Get, get, tell Joe, it's more important I am on than you. What if you, have, you just say you have nothing to ask him? Why can't you? That's not why can't true. You hard- I came up with a very good question to ask him on yesterday's show. So <laughs> That is true. Oh, can you imagine we actually got him on and that's the only question? I understand you gave us 10 minutes, but we just need one question answered. What was the question, Alice? <laughs> what does Coppola sound like? It's your four and have him come on this show. I didn't think he wanted anything to do with anything that was adjacent to the bad company. Why? Because you hate them. Oh, no, I don't want to do it with, with, like, with your company. So now Kirk is, and this is, I like this. Now he's, he assumes that I do now have Fred Couples, and he's asking for a, this is a hostile takeover of the interview. He wants the interview to be transferred to him. <laughs> I'm saying, but but get him. Right. What are you talking about? You can go back channels with Colin Ames. This is one of the cruelest things. I've never had a friend hurt me like this. Well, he's, not your, he's not our friend. I mean, he's dead to us. He's, <laughs> dead. Never, he's dead to us. He's a former friend. friend because of this. I've he's, never had somebody. He's, he's dead. I'll blow up his house. Oh. That's a guarantee. Kirk made a guarantee. <laughs> I'll blow up his house. I like the guy. I, I, I respect him. I, I respect the, I respect what he's doing. I don't. But every but no, but no, every action. Look, you know, you fly a plane into a building, you blow up Afghanistan. You know what I mean? That's how you do it. Jesus. Well, that's how we do Jesus. it. <laughs> There's consequences. When, right, when, when is this 500th episode going to be? There's Clemmer. Uh, Does he have school tomorrow? No, it's a professional development day before oh. February break. Okay. Can we, re- <laughs> Can we address this later after the show? It's actually a few episodes away. It's going to be weeks from now. So you haven't but booked or no? Pitch. Is it actually booked? I don't. I, I don't feel comfortable anymore, uh, Kirk. I feel uh, threatened. Oh, shut up, pussy! Is it actually booked or no? I, I, I'm giving you. I'm, a, I'm not mad at you. I give you credit if you do this. My anger will be. You should be happy. My anger will be directed toward one man. I'm looking at him right now. That stupid fucking face. Oh, I guess we missed that one. We, why didn't you reach out to the caddy for Christ's sake? Is he booked, Shattuck? Answer the question. Yeah, stop dancing around. Booked? Stop dancing around. I um, it, it, we currently the plan. What 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 happened? Shattuck, what? answer what? the question. Answer the question, you pussy. No. Is he booked? No, have, yes or no? Well, is he booked? What is what happens? What's the best answer for me? The truth. The truth. Yeah. I'm asking Kirk as a friend. What's the best answer for him? To tell me the truth. Is he? I'm. I'm. I'm actually not. I believe my anger is. My anger is toward Colonnade. I. I, I, I care if you book for a couples. If you book for a couples, great. It's good for you. Now I'm outside at back next to the guinea fowl, and you can hear them yelling. This may be the first time. Do you think Kirk's ever had guinea fowl on his show before no. in the audio? But is he? Is he booked? Yes or no? No. Thank you. You're lying. You 
Goodbye. So you are such a goodbye. See you later. Asshole. Goodbye. He got what he wanted. All right. There you go. No, no, Joel Akava will. He talked for 20 minutes before the Albany concert. Not as very well as Shaq does. True. So there you go. <laughs> Dave said he, he got what he wanted, which is exactly precisely right. Dave knows a prostitute when he sees one. <laughs> I mean, you're so lame. Like, what? <laughs> Have you ever noticed, by the way, that I don't go around starting imaginary drama with people, like more famous people, so that the more famous people will publicly threaten to kill me just so I can get attention? Because it's sort of, I just, I don't know. Uh, you know, but like I said, Alice, if you want to be, if you want to, uh, if you want to uh, work here at the world famous Mustang Ranch, <laughs> you're gonna need to um, learn a, skill, a certain skill set. Exactly. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, so that is that. Uh, that was great fun. There's much. There's more to it. By the way, listen to, to Kirk's. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys do listen to Kirk's uh, podcast. You don't really see. You got in too late. You, you, I, I got in, in on show one, so I, I get a bunch of references, and there's it's been a lot. But it is a great show, and it is for me, it's also a chance to... I know, you said to me today, because I asked some question, like, what does something mean? And you were like, you really need to go back and start at the beginning, and, like, and I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to binge Kirk Winahan shows on two times speed just to like, get a... I well, don't have time to be... It, there's a lot to be up to date on in the Miniverse, and I respect Minivans a lot, and I... Love that Kirk has created this universe, but I like don't have time to fully follow it. But that's, I'm happy for everybody involved. In, it is such a good I'm podcast, happy for you it, it, with your it. weird humiliation fetish to get humiliated on the Kirk Minahan. What do you mean humiliate? I wasn't. I disagree that I was humiliated. I disagree. I think that you. I I don't know. I don't know. You seem I. <laughs> it, seems it was like... a perfect, perfect publicity event. Perfect. I mean, yeah, <laughs> and it was fun and something I, I enjoyed. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, yeah, it was what you enjoyed it. I know. It was good for the show. Different. It's great for the show. I'm glad. I go out there. I'm very and I happy. Throw myself into the tornado, Alice. For I've you. booked guests for this show oh, before. Please. That's that ain't booking a guest. You ever done one of those? I mean, no, I have not done that. No, I have not. That's right. I have not uh, goaded people into threatening to kill our kids. No. <laughs> by starting, he probably wouldn't. By starting stupid internet fights about golfers. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I'm happy for you that you had fun. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm glad some husbands get out and have their fun in different ways. I'm glad that this is how you, whatever, get out and live a little. Live a little? This is, a- is by getting yelled at by Kirk Minahan. I'm glad that's all you need. For- <laughs> that's all you need to scratch the itch. So, you know, like, have fun. Enjoy it. The whole thing was fun. My goodness. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And by the way, you know what my only regret is? 
I wonder if Kirk will see a bump in listeners from all these I'm burn barrel podcasts. I think spike upwards. Exactly. <laughs> that we're sending over his way. I bet he <laughs> That's will. right. Okay. Yeah, so Barrelers, uh, full on attack the uh, minifan universe. Let me know how it goes. It'll be like my brother when my brother made me hit the bee's nest with a with a plastic bat when I was a kid. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a connection there that you should explore with your therapist. Maybe you've just been craving that experience over and over. But I love the show. One of the reasons I love the show is because it's not a political show. Like when I listen to Jerry's show, which I love too, mm-hmm. obviously, and Jerry's show is a lot like our show. So it's more of the same right. stuff. But with the Minifan show, there's a, they even talk about people I don't even know of who they are. People who work at Barstool, etc. Who they have problems with this and that. It's a it's an absolute escape, and it's uh, and it's funny. And one, occasionally, they'll yell at me, you know, right? <laughs> Are you leaving me now? No. Wait, is my marriage over now? <laughs> no, I don't All care right. about that. So uh, I'm gonna get back to the other stuff that 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 um, flew out at me today was just how, just how, like really, really venomous the Canadian. Uh, authorities, including the deputy PM, uh, Prime Minister Chris- Christia Freeland, who do you think, do I have a crush on her? Or <laughs> Speaking of your love for getting yelled at by yes, people. Yes, <laughs> this is a cruel woman. Listen to her. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so... The names of both individuals and entities, as well as crypto wallets, have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions. And accounts have been frozen, and more accounts will be frozen. Uh, Crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. Uh, In terms of the specifics on whose accounts are being frozen, uh, you now have the regulations. The financial service providers have those regulations as well. And they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. So, uh, so something... Since we're talking about crypto and crowdfunding, etc., and names have been seen, etc., uh, are are there Americans swept up in this? Well, I, I don't think the Canadian government can freeze American assets. I don't know who can do what, but I would think at least, at so, least in an but, ancillary way, it seems to me the United States State Department should be uh, saying. I mean, something. I assume there are people with like dual citizenship who have bank right. accounts and stuff. I don't, and I like, don't know how all that works. I mean, but I've seen more and more people saying what you but, said initially several days ago, which is that like. If you're a Canadian and you donated to any of these campaigns, you should like get a friend in America and whose bank account you can share so you can put your money there and yep. like get your change your direct deposit so the government can't take your money from you because it seems crazy to me to imagine that just because you donated to a charitable campaign, the government's going to come and freeze your assets so you can't pay your bills and call it say that you're funding terrorists. Like that's absolutely out of control that's like 
nuts world that that's even like on the table. It's interesting. I mean, no due process, no court case, no judge is deciding this. They're just saying we have emergency powers to freeze people's assets for donating to a cause that we don't like. What they're doing to these Canadian citizens, Mm -hmm. some of whom are in trucks, some of whom aren't in trucks, some of whom are just have donated, etc. What they're doing is more powerful and more um, punitive than the proposed actions against Russia when they go into Ukraine. Yeah, the, it, totally. It, it's very, it's kind of similar, but yeah, it's taking right. away financial... They're declaring sanctions on their own people. Right. It's absolutely nuts. And the idea that that could like be tolerated in any kind of free society is... I mean, it, I I don't see where like Canada goes from here because it's so egregious. I mean, and like we're we're obviously we're seeing all the stuff that we already saw. We're seeing like little shop owners who donated forty bucks to this campaign, right. getting their stores shut down by crazy people because their information's being publicized because the the smaller platform that's not GoFundMe, Give, Send, Go, got hacked and their information stolen and then it's leaked to the media and the media just treats this like a feeding frenzy and goes crazy like finding all the people and Googling them so they can ruin their lives. It's out of control. Like even Elon Omar last night tweeted, you know, like why are we doing stories like this about people who donate $40 to something? Like... You don't know anything about this person, right? But the idea that the that our media treats it this way. There's also journalists all over Twitter tweeting that like they're reaching out to people and they can't understand why they're upset to hear from them, right? Like that's all over Twitter also. These journalists are like surprised that people are not pleased to hear from journalists when they made a private donation with information that was hacked and the journalist is now contacting them to like ask what you know why what their opinions are and trying to ruin their lives over it people have seen journalists do this stuff and people now get it finally that the journalists are not your friends and that they want to ruin your lives but it's like incredible these journalists are going like Oh, strangely, people's responses are very aggressive when I call them up and ask why they donated $15. Like, well, we've seen the cops get fired from police departments for donating to Kyle Rittenhouse when their information was hacked. It's really just like, it's weird harassment. And I can't, I can't believe that journalists don't understand like why people don't like them oh trump called us the enemy of the people like well maybe don't go around like calling up average joe people who sent 20 bucks to the trucker protest and asking them like but, to but make remember them like even three and a half years ago when that guy did the cnn memes they've tracked him down some 19 year old or whatever cnn tracked him down well but i think so and i do think that this is something that's sort of a it's like a byproduct of the way social media is, like how stuff gets 
goes viral on social media and like the way media has changed too, right? Because now these news organizations, like doing real investigative journalism is hard. You know this because you've worked with real investigative journalists who do hard stuff and pour through state files to find information about stuff the state's doing that's corrupt and stuff. Like doing that stuff is difficult. Filing public records requests is hard. Stalking people on social media and chasing stuff that's going viral just to get clicks to get big stories is easy. You know, someone hacked Give, Send, Go and gave you a list of names. Googling the names and going to bother those people is easy. And it's going to get you clicks. It's going to get you engagement, even if half of it's hate engagement. Like, And that's great for these like BuzzFeed-esque media organizations that just thrive on this sort of like viral immediate content. You know, the... And and they literally, like, don't care if they ruin people's lives. It's sad to see organizations like CNN chase that type of high because by going after, like, little people. But that's what they do. And the idea that they don't get why people now see them as the enemy and don't want to talk to them is, I mean, it obviously lacks any reflection on themselves or anything else. Because if they thought about it for a minute, maybe they would realize why people don't want them calling up. Because we can all see the social media pylons happening. It's absolutely inappropriate. And in some ways, like, I mean, what the Canadian government's doing is obviously, like, dangerous and terrible and fascist and everything else. But, like, also what the media does, including the media in the U.S., is uh, not right. So the idea that, you know... That one journalist deleted his tweet who said that he was surprised by the aggressive reactions. But, uh, you know, the idea that that's what you're going to set your local journalist to doing, like, here, take this list of names, see if any of them are local and, you know, ask them why they donated to the trucker convoy. Like, that's the laziest journalism in the world. Right. Is like Googling average citizens who donated to a cause you don't like. Well, it's like. not, but it's also not really journalism. It's intimidation. It, right. It's not, it, I mean, I don't like that they chased the Mozilla You know, say explain yourself means that you're, you come from a particular point of view and you're trying to glean somebody's motives for the uh, malicious thing they've done. Right. That's not like a, a report-y thing to do. Right. And... It's also not news. Millions of people gave to those protests. They had $10 million. You know what I mean? Like a ton of people. And they're just regular people. So it's not really newsworthy. If I give money to my church, that's not newsworthy either. Right? And although in my case, it might even be closer to being newsworthy because at least I'm like on a podcast. So you could make some kind of case that I'm like trying to do something like I didn't like it when the Mozilla CEO got run out of his company either. But at least he's like a semi public figure, sort of like he's the CEO of a company. But like, remember a few years ago, they went after like a forklift operator who ran a like Trump Facebook group who like had some night job. They did it all over the place. It's nuts. It's nuts. The idea that they're willing to target regular people it's like the absolute opposite of what good journalism is supposed to be like talk about not speaking truth to power like oh we ivy league educated people are going to go after random forklift drivers now like that's not like, and, and you, then you don't yeah. then you're like why do people not like us we can't figure it but out it's so is, strange is that is that it is that the media and the government in canada are trying to make it personal they're trying to make you there's some 
spit in your face, a humiliating aspect. Well, to, the dogs thing, right? Saying that if we if we come and seize your stuff and the pooch is left in there, uh, then you have eight days, or else it's it's ours. Like, yeah, they're going to start euthanizing people's right. pets if after they arrest you, no one comes to claim your dog. Like, like fact, are you serious Yeah, right and the, the, that, the, that Twitter account for whatever, like the office of freaking whatever production, do that. That's a sign that people in these places are out of control. Out yeah, of that's control. the official like, Ottawa bylaws account about that the tweeted sleepover that? so that they have time? Um, I mean, I guess we can say yes. That's fine. Okay. I don't, know. I don't care. James A. So, but also, like, so this is actually a few days old, but somebody tweeted this today, and I was just blown away that this got published. But listen to this from the Washington Post. Um, This Washington Post opinion piece by Taylor Desart, who's a PhD candidate in the Department of History at the University of Pennsylvania, where her research examines the intertwined worlds of healing science, indigeneity, and settler colonialism in the Amazon. Um, So she writes about the Freedom Convoy. I think she's a she, I don't know, whatever. In recent weeks, a convoy of truck drivers from across Canada began arriving en masse in Ottawa. The, quote, Freedom Convoy traveled to the Canadian capital to protest vaccination requirements, blah, blah, blah. While they have characterized the protest as a peaceful movement, many supporters have been associated with or expressed racist, Islamophobic, or white supremacist views. When Tucker Carlson of Fox News interviewed Benjamin Dichter, cementing his place amongst the movement's leaders, Dichter rambled and likened Canada's western provinces to a third world country due presumably to immigration. In Ottawa, various reports captured maskless protesters brandishing Confederate, Nazi, and Trump Trump 2024 flags. (laughs) I mean, is one of these things not like the others? No. Confederate, Nazi, and Trump 2024. Yeah, the last one was the worst one. Police have made at least 20 arrests, including for carrying weapons in a public place and assault. The convoy has surprised onlookers in the United States and Canada because of the explicitly racist and violent perspectives of some of the organizers and because the action seems to violate norms of Canadian politeness. Is that not? That seems like a stereotype to me. Well, so if but, you know, do you know this anything about Rebel News? Uh, vaguely, not really. James A. <clears throat> We've put the request in. It's okay for Max to sleep over as far as, far as we're concerned. It's up to, I'm sorry, I won't use his name. It, well, I could have used his name. It's up to his parents, though, at this point. Okay? okay. But either way, you guys definitely have to clean your room. I mean, you have to clean your room, James. Just pick some... Am I allowed trash to read this? I feel like this is a side okay. note from the show. Okay. I got eight pieces of tra- tra- trash. Okay? But the convoy... See, he's got eight at the ready. But the convoy represents the extension of a strain of Canadian history that has long masked itself behind peacefulness or unity. Uh-oh. Settler colonialism. It is not incidental that this latest expression of white supremacy is emerging amid a public health crisis. The history of Canadian settler colonialism and public health demonstrates how both overt white supremacist claims and seemingly more inert nationalistic claims about unity and freedom both enable and erase ongoing harm to marginalized communities. Holy God, how can you with a straight face even use these words without feeling just like a freaking wokey hack? They go on, like, all this stuff about, like, indigenous peoples and nations 
Uh, and then they, she talks about this expanding state also hinged on ideas about individual freedom. Uh, Canadian liberalism characterized citizens as free, quote unquote, encouraging them through social programs to cultivate autonomy and individualism. Participation in modern Canada and its notions of freedom was encouraged for both settlers and indigenous populations. But while liberalism underpinned white Canadian prosperity, participation came with extreme cost to individual and collective health and well-being of indigenous peoples. Uh, so, and then it's telling us why, uh, like more history about how uh, free, the concept of freedom has harmed indigenous peoples. The primarily white supporters of the Freedom Convoy argue that the pandemic mandates infringe upon their constitutional rights to freedom. The notion of freedom was historically and remains intertwined with whiteness, as historian Tyler Stovall has argued. <laughs> Why are we still reading this, Alice? The belief Why that one listen to this Jesus. listen to this incomplete sentence right here. The belief that one's entitlement to freedom is a key component of white supremacy. This explains why the Freedom Convoy members see themselves as entitled to freedom, no matter the public health consequences to those around them. Oh my God! <laughs> that Washington Post printed stop, that. Stop colleges immediately. Stop colleges. Liquidate them. Guess what's trending now? Guess what name? Uh, Fred Couples. Yes, Coppola. <laughs> Coppola is trending right now. Why is Coppola trending? Coppola is trending. <laughs> Why? Fifty years after directing The Godfather, Francis Ford Coppola is still chasing one last held dream—a movie no one else wants to make. Oh, he's lost all the weight. Oh. He's not fat anymore. Damn it, I lost another fat. He looks great. That's nice. I'm glad. I liked him I'm fat. happy for him. I liked him fat. But anyway, I just couldn't believe that. First of all, how badly that's written. Like I said, that's not even a complete sentence. Yeah, it's not. And also, it's so just damn The belief that one's entitlement to freedom is a key component of white supremacy. How is that a you, sentence? How is that a you, sentence? How did that get by an editor? Did I ever tell you about the, the Malcolm Jamal Warner piece of analysis that I remember from like 1997 watching in my apartment in Pekin Hill? It was on BET. Do you know who Malcolm Jamal Warner is? No. Okay, so you're too young, but he played Theo Huxtable on the... Uh, Cosby show. Okay. So he was like America's son. You know, Bill Cosby was America's dad. He was the son. He was kind of like the hapless son. Or... So then after the Cosby show was all done, whatever, he became a deep thinker. And a deep thinker. And mm -hmm. so, so I'm just watching one time. And I wrote this down on a piece of paper because it blew me away. I'm watching this show where he's there to give his analysis of something. And I remember saying, and him saying, well, you know, uh, the media is a very powerful medium, as it were. <laughs> and I wrote that down. And I thought, holy God, this is incredible. And that's what that, that is. That's what that, there's so many columns that essentially say that. Because not only. The belief that one no, entitlement to freedom but, but, is what, a but, key. But, but, but listen, okay. go, to say with me. The media is a very powerful medium, as it were. <laughs> what's the flourish that makes that a classic as it were oh yeah 
already the stupid has been said. <laughs> the media is a very powerful medium. But but then but finished, there's the spike the football with right. a dalliance. He took a look at the sentence that he said. The medium is a or the media is a very powerful medium, and he thought that's so good. That's so good. Yep. I just I have to you know top that off with a little bit of something else, like just to really put the icing on the cake on that one so that people know. And then, so that's why he added, as it were. Oh, it's just perfect. It was perfect because, you know, it was, um, it was pre, 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 presumptuous. No, it's not presumptuous. It's pre, I don't know what. It's, it's, it's not precocious. Trying to be, Trying to be smart. It's pro pretentious. Pretentious. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's right. It's so pretentious and so overwrought and so glibby, you know, in its cuteness. Mm-hmm. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Look, Daddy has something for you. Sarah, yes, I I do. What do I have in for your me? hand? This phone. Yeah. I'm an important person, Alice. I need my phone just for a few minutes. My, my, the media is very powerful medium. As just it were. for a few minutes. Do you, do you know? But what do we find? Do you do you have your phone? Are you gonna see text I if they text us back? I do have my phone actually. Is it is it stands here? Do you want my phone? Do you want my phone? No, I don't. What's wrong? I'll be out in a few minutes. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back out in six minutes. You deleted YouTube Kids. On your phone. From everybody's? Oh, here. Do you oh. Want... He wants you... To... Do I have it? Do I have YouTube Kids? I don't know. But yeah, he deleted oh, yeah, a bunch okay. of his favorite apps from my phone. Here, take Out of this ahead. room. Take it out see of this later. room. So will you, you'll be able to see it if they text us back, right? Yes. Here. Yes, I'll keep an eye out for that, okay? All right, so so that's that stuff um, right there. Uh, other things going on, of course, the U- uh, the Russians are kind of looks like they're kind of invading. Maybe not. At this point, I'm starting to get mad at this show. I'd like an invasion. <laughs> you either want an invasion or not an invasion. Yes. Well, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Really. Um, I also read a great article today in MedPage Today, which uh, it was all about how to... Hey, can I break in for something? Okay, yes, go ahead. This is Andy Noe's Twitter feed. This is so wild. Facebook Meta's manager of community development, Jaron A. Miles, was allegedly caught in an amateur child sexting. YouTube channel Predator Catchers Indianapolis live stream their interrogation of him. So you're telling this 13-year-old boy that he makes you horny, Correct. Could be perceived as such, yes. Oh, cut the bullshit, bro. <laughs> could be perceived as such. There's another swear that got through. Well, no, maybe it didn't get through. I can cut it. So there we go. That's it happening in the metaverse. Are you? Do you think that maybe this idea of really of this huge controversy of in Hollywood and in DC, etc., um, child sex? Rackets are mm. a thing, really true. Um, 
Yes and no. I think, uh, I don't think quite in the QAnon way necessarily that it's true. Um, I, or like the Pizzagate way necessarily. Exactly. But I think all those things do absolutely have a grain of truth, which is that I, I think Hollywood has a problem with people who are attracted to kids. A hundred percent. I think that, um, I mean, remember I showed you that thing, like they have all the like transcripts of the creative sessions from like the making of indiana jones and like they wanted initially her like for um the movie like her relationship with him to have started like when she was like 11 yeah but i don't think any people are suggesting that steven spielberg is a pedophile alice but i think that although 11's 11's a little yeah yeah <laughs> I think I mean like so maybe they're spitballing in a creative session or whatever but i like don't I think there are a lot of people, let's put it this way, I think there are a lot of people in Hollywood who think that the age of consent should really be younger, and they're, like, trying to culturally influence it to make it so, you know? And and I think people don't realize, too, necessarily, that our cultural conventions about age of consent are not, are not the norm uh, through human history, right? So there is not... If you're going to start to make, like, well, it's natural, it happens in the animal kingdom about sexual <laughs> ethics, right? Like, right. there is not, like, a great argument. Because, yeah, like, the Greeks and Romans did absolutely, like, have relationships that we would consider pedophilia now, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if you're going to make arguments like that, well, it's been normal through human history for some things, you're going to have people pushing that envelope into that. And I think, like, we're seeing that now, and I think that we're going to continue to see that, like... I think that that's on sort of the bleeding edge of the sexual liberation culture. But I think that that strain is definitely there. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, like, you obviously are seeing it in the schools with these creeps, like, pushing weird sexual things on children all the time. Like, they're trying... It's absolutely, like, grooming behavior. We know that that stuff is grooming. And we know that it works. Otherwise, predators wouldn't do it. Right? So, like... I mean, I think, I think that our, so, so do I think there's like a cobble of like rich and famous people who are like passing around underage sex slaves? Like probably not, but I do think that our elite culture, like I do think that at the fringes of elite culture, there are a lot of like very libertine sexual behaviors, including people who think that that's socially acceptable. And you do have to, if you're, I, I mean, like, obviously I think. (laughs) <laughs> relationships with underage people are very wrong but they're um they're very common in in the gay community among other things and um you know like george takei has talked about that that's what like milo yiannopoulos eventually mm-hmm. got canceled for too was like talking about that right but that is like extremely common in the gay community that like a gay teenager will like hook up with an older guy mm-hmm. kind of deal you know and i, and I think that that's something that people don't necessarily want to talk about, but that's but it's it's something that you have to grapple with. If you're going to have consent be the only sexual ethic that exists, right? Like the left has no sexual ethics other than consent. If it's consenting adults, everything goes, right? Right? So then your definition of adult becomes really important. And it's obvious to everyone that people who are under 18 you know, it have 
sexual feelings and are interested in sex, at least with each other, right? And sometimes with older people too. So it becomes very, very important where you like set that somewhat arbitrary age of consent line, right? And I think that on the left, right, like, I mean, I think it's wrong for a variety of reasons, including that, like, I think that people should have sex with people that they have a uh, moral and legal commitment to. Right. Like, right. Because, uh, because I think that's like where healthy sexual relationships thrive is in an environment where people have commitments to each other. Right. But like the left doesn't believe that. So you it turns into like the only tool you have to police bad sexual behavior is this tool of consent. And it's like really not cut out to deal with a lot of sexual behaviors that are not good. Manipulative things and stuff. Right. Like that's why the left also has all these problems where they go around and they demand that like the, you know, lying to somebody about whether or not you use a condom should be illegal, like that that violates consent. Well, it doesn't violate consent. It's just lying, right? But like, if you want that to be illegal, because they realize that that's not good sexual behavior, but they don't have the terminology to talk about that, because the only thing they think can ever be wrong with a sexual relationship is consent. So they go around like calling lying rape because that's the only that's the only word they have left for it, right? Is like a violation of consent. So the same thing happens to them with the kids thing. Sex with kids is wrong because it's wrong. Because it's wrong because it's wrong because it's wrong and it ha- doesn't have to do with consent. It's just wrong on the face of it. You know, so it, but the left has to try and squeeze it into that box so they end up in these debates about age of consent and it, and it, it leads them into weird uh, mental gymnastics. Like, I don't have that problem because I just think it's wrong. And it was wrong when the ancient Greeks did it. And it's wrong today, you know. Uh, but but there, there are people, I believe that there are people in elite social classes who do not believe that that's true, who believe that that is something that has gone on through much of human history. And that therefore it can't really be that bad because because it is something where our social mores of today are out of step with how people behaved historically. So if you're on the left, then like, then that's something you have to grapple with. Like, I mean, I'm okay with saying that not all natural human behavior is great, but uh, some people on the left are not. So, you know, speaking of which, we had a good conversation today about, um, speaking of grooming, about like the the town that we used to live in is having a big... uh, a parent university thing that's funded through the schools. So the town's taxpayer dollars are going to do this, right? A pa- it's called parent university and it's like info sessions for parents. And they have, um, they're having one on how to talk to your child about gender. And it struck me because this stuff is like so mainstream now, like that we're going to talk to little tiny kids about their gender. Yeah. And I like, mean, we know what this is. Um- and it's gross. And I, I, what, what worries me more is that the, the parents submitting their children to these people, to these clerics, here, go ahead. But it's it. like... It's like, sh- shut up. What? But it's like they're trying to ingrain this into everywhere. So I read this MedPage Today article today about women's health care, or what used to be, as they put it, what was long considered women's health care. But as they point out, transgender people, non-binary individuals, and those with gender-fluid identities who have a uterus may also choose to have a baby. Um, And they go on to talk about how uh, you can provide more gender-inclusive care, including uh, using specific and accurate language, 
So instead of maternal, you can talk about perinatal or postpartum. Instead of breastfeeding, you can talk about lactation supply or chest feeding. What? Uh, if you one example uh, of a transgender man who was uh, seeing a therapist at the start of his prenatal care, he talked to her about how his partner, who was a man, felt about the pregnancy. And she very easily said, many non-gestational parents have that experience rather than many husbands or dads. So finally, the men get one. I feel like it's always the women who get this weird language that we're chest feeding or whatever. But here, now, honey, you're a non-gestational parent. Doesn't that feel heartwarming? (laughs) Maybe we should teach the kids to say that to be more inclusive, honey. Uh, They also said that OBGYNs should use specific language with patients as early as possible in their pregnancies. When you do the ultrasound at 20 weeks gestation, expecting parents sometimes want to know if their baby's a boy or a girl. But Brant, who is a member of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee and co-author of a statement on care for gender diverse patients said the ultrasound presents an opportunity to promote the use of accurate well, language I think for all stakeholders around fetal sex versus fetal gender okay let's, let's have no i not we... i have one more sentence to read here okay we can say to a patient we can identify whether there are genitalia that appear to be male or female but we cannot identify this baby's gender the child will tell us his or her gender when the child is ready to describe how they feel. Okay, great week, everybody. Thank <laughs> you, you so much. Can you imagine getting told that at an ultrasound? What a time. What a week. I'm on WTIC tomorrow from 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Colony, not 10 a.m., dickhead. Well, that oh. did change pretty recently. Yes, you can't expect everybody to all keep up I apologize, with your Dave. show I schedule. I take it back. You're not okay. one of those things. Sorry. Thank you so much, everybody. Even Dave Collinane. I apologize for my husband, but I love him all the same. And uh, you can uh, follow all his weird Twitter Twitter drama at Barbara Potter at Tom Shattuck. Don't get me involved. I'm at Alice Shattuck. I was also a victim of this crime. <laughs> we are also on burnbarrelpodcast.com where you can find sweet merch like what we're wearing and uh, facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.